Welcome to another VRL USA podcast. This is Alan, and I'm joined this morning, California time, um, late afternoon in Spain, by Vicki Arnold, who's um, um, working with VRL um, in the academy in the, the Contera as part of um, part of your your um, university degree, right? Yes, that's right. Yes, hi, Alan. Great speaking to you. Um, Yes, so as part of my university degree, which I study in England, um, I study sports and exercise sciences in Spanish. And as part of that, I have to spend a year abroad, so practicing my language, getting experience in a Spanish-speaking country. So um, I found myself a placement here with Villarreal, working both in the international department and working as a coach in the academy, which is both great experience for me. Um, I've worked as a coach now for, for several years, around seven years now. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's something I'd look, like to look into long term, especially in Spain. So to find something in that sector and to get such good experience in it is brilliant for me. So when you when you've um, your coaching experience before was in the UK or in the UK and in the United States as well. So I've coached various teams in the UK, um, all grassroots teams. So girls and boys from ages of 11 up to about 16. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also spent some time in America as well. Where, where were you in the U.S.? So I've spent um, a summer and a fall working in San Francisco Bay Area. So oh. I was working primarily doing camps in the summer, but then working with AYSO teams um, during the fall season. Mm-hmm. And then I've also had a, had a couple of summers now spent in Chicago, based in the Midwest in Chicago, working for Chicago Fire, doing some of their camps as well. Excellent. So you've so. How how did that experience translate to working with youngsters in Spain? Uh, is it a lot different? Yes, massively different. Yeah. So the the main reason I actually went out into over to America was I took a gap year and before starting university, and I just wanted to gain some further experience. So working in a, in a different country with a different culture, um, gain experience with kids of different ages that hadn't worked before. So I've seen in the UK I'd only worked up to 11 years old, but then in America I worked with younger kids. So um, that experience out there was like, oh, wow, it's so different to anything I've ever done in the UK. But then, um, so Spanish was the main reason why I wanted to come out to coach in Spain. I have Spanish roots, so I have Spanish family. So, um, mm-hmm. again, I wanted to take that experience further and look into a Spanish-speaking country. So both the experience in the UK and in the United States have been completely different to anything I've been doing out here. It's, it really, really is a different, different setup out here. Right. So which which uh, what age group are you working with in, in Virial now? So I'm coaching the youngest in the academy. So they're called the Pre Benjamin B. That's the team. Um, so they're seven years, seven, six and seven years old. Mm-hmm. In the seven team. So they're very young players. It's their first year based in the academy and in the, in the professional setup in the academy. So the very start for those kids. Right. So maybe you're coaching a future Pau Torres. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> That's what I can see. That'd be great. Yeah. So, so when you're when you're starting with kids that young, I mean, obviously, kids are kids wherever they are. Um, yeah. How do you how do you? I mean, my experience of of um, watching youth soccer in the U.S. was that you know you've got at, at ages six and seven, you're still trying to maintain a lot of focus and <laughs> and trying yeah. to. Yeah, is that is that still is that pretty much true? It's still yeah, exactly the same. So I've seen the US, yeah, at that at that age it's so young that in the US especially they're just starting out usually obviously in, in football or soccer as you call it. Um 
usually kids from a young age who don't start off with that sport, they start off with baseball or American football. So at a young age in America, it was kind of like getting them introduced into the sport, um, a level of fun and enjoyment, a safe environment for them to learn. It's exactly the same in Spain, but obviously these kids have been playing for a few years now. They've, they've grown up with the sport. They've been surrounded by it for from a very young age. So um, exactly the same attention-wise. It's very tough to keep their attention, but then obviously you're working with them on a much more professional level. You're trying to develop these kids for potentially future elite players. So um, mm. the, aim, the aim of the coaching is very, very different. But obviously with the kids, you're still having to have the same mindset for a young kid and keep a level of fun and enjoyment for them, definitely. Right. So at, at at the age of six and seven, I'm assuming it really is. There's a there's a in Spain, you obviously do have kids who have more um, knowledge of the game. I mean, they, they, they watch it every week. They, they play it. Um, so are there are there already some fairly good tactics and, and I mean, skills obviously emerging, but are there. Are there tactics and, and sort of plans put in place yet to, as far as working with a team? And, and because I, at least here, I, I don't remember seeing that so much with, with young kids. No, yeah, definitely. It's most of the work I'm doing with these kids in the academy. It's looking to develop them through the academy setup. So it is all tactical, positional play, um, how they're working as a team, how they're working together. So Pat, is they, we don't really look much at individual skills. They're expected to know have a good high ability of their individual skills so passing dribbling shooting they're expected to know how to do those so mm-hmm. a lot of it is a lot of it is looking as a, as the players within a team so looking at the team set of how they play how they move the ball between the team and they're following they're all, all these kids are following the same methodology um as the other teams do within the academy so from the age of six up to the first team all the kids in the academy do follow the same methodology the same style of play so um, they do start from the age of six, yeah, very, very young, all the tactical and technical part of the uh, sport, definitely. Right. So, so you're, so you're, if, if you have somebody who's coming in at, at age six or seven, they're already getting an introduction to the sort of type play that, you know, we watch the B and C teams and then the first team do. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and now the, the, the six and seven year olds, are they mostly from Villarreal and they and they just commute, or how how does all the all of that work? I've never totally understood exactly what ages you know move to Villarreal from elsewhere and what's local and whatnot. Yeah, so most of these kids are based within the Castellon region, so not actually within Villarreal. They're based within the region. So from a young age, they started playing for clubs. So, um, for example, Castellon, um, Beni Casim, <laughs> Opresa, other clubs within the area. And then they are scouted to then come and play for the Villarreal Academy. So obviously these um, players go out, the, sorry, the club goes out and looks for these players. They find them, um, these talented players within other clubs and then they're brought into the academy. So they're not actually based within the Villarreal Academy unless they've started at the younger age, which is the psychomotor skills level for the kids under the ages of six. Um, that's then based within the academy. But then others who aren't within that um, area, they start from other clubs and then they're brought into the Villarreal setup. Okay, so so do these kids? So are they are they doing the sort of half day training and half day schooling kind of thing yet, or? Um, not quite. So these kids are in school as normal, so they go to school in the morning. Um, they finish around four or five o'clock, but then straight they can usually come straight from school to training. So, um, 
my team, they train from 5.45 until 7. So most of them come straight from school with their school uniform on, but with their backpacks ready with all their kit to start training. So it's a okay. full day for them. They got to get to school in the morning. They then come straight from school to training. Right. Okay. So what age does, what age does it, do you, um, become, do you sort of go into the academy where, where your schooling is, is handled there? I'm not actually too sure. I'm not, I'm afraid. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know too much about that. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Cause I know I, there was a video done of several years ago, um, of, uh, talking about the academy that had, had the, um, People showing all the all the work that was done and and the kids studying there, but they seemed older. But I didn't know at what time that maybe started. But it could it could be like twelve or thirteen or something. Yeah, yeah I would have, I would have thought the next a, a couple a few more years at least for these kids. They're far too young to obviously be be sure. educating themselves to the academy. Yeah, and yeah, and they would want to be. I mean, it's hard enough when you're twelve or thirteen leaving home, but six or seven would not would not be. Would oh not yeah, definitely. Be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I couldn't imagine that for those kids, no. Yeah, yeah. So, so what? What? What is your? Um, what is your day? What is your schedule like? I mean, you. you so you. You are. You are coaching in the. Um, in the um, six and sevens in the in the afternoon. Is yeah. That- so, um, so I'm based actually in Valencia. I'm living in Valencia, so mm-hmm. I take Spanish classes in Valencia. Um, couple of hours every morning from 9 to 11 every morning I'll like to Spanish classes just to improve my language and then three times a week so Monday Tuesday and Friday I'll travel in the afternoon over to Villarreal on the train and that's when I start coaching in the evening and then the other two days of the week so Wednesday and Thursday I'm actually based in the international department so I do tasks and projects based within the international department for the club. Right so you're working with Thomas and Lucy and and that gang. Yes yeah I'm working with those yeah yeah that's 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 great um how did you find out about the uh, opportunity in, in, for Viriel in the first place um it was mainly a lot of research really i spent a lot of time searching um clubs in spain opportunities in spain it was quite tough to start off with i knew i wanted to get some experience coaching out in spain for the year but trying to find something that suited what i wanted to do um it was quite hard but i, I ended up finding this company which i actually do my spanish classes with um i found that they offered internships um, and they actually had a connection with Villarreal. So I looked into that and they were offering a coach development program, which um, obviously you do your classes, your Spanish classes, but then you also are linked with the club, with the Villarreal club and the international department. So um, a lot of research took a lot of time to find something, but I'm glad I actually found this opportunity because it was exactly what I was looking for. And, and I'm getting a lot more opportunities and it's a lot and much, much greater than I expected it was going to be. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's that's. One of the things about Villarreal, I think, is, and uh, I know Joseph talked about this when, when for his internship that he did for, you know, mm-hmm. six weeks or whatever. But and and Thomas has talked about before too, is that the the club is really good at, um, you know, they don't have a huge, they don't have a huge um, budget compared to other places, but they make use of that money very well, and they have some really good relationships with with um recruiters and so forth and and obviously people who come and work for the club you know give very positive feedback on on their experience because they seem to have no problem in finding people to to come and do this oh yeah definitely yeah well the club currently have um i believe about five interns so obviously they use their interns quite wisely and they do they do tailor this placement um based mm-hmm. on the experience and the understand and the knowledge of those interns so 
um, they make great use of us. But obviously, because it's such a small club and such a small, or it's a big club actually in a small community, um, they do take every single one of their workers. Like they do um, care for them and they look after them and they obviously tailor everything everything that we do um, towards our needs and how how we want to go about it. So it's brilliant the experience that obviously the workers get within the club is very personalised and it's it's obviously amazing for us. Right. Now, you mentioned that you're, you're from a Spanish family um, originally, so obviously you, you're more familiar with what it would be, what it would be like moving to Spain for the year than, than a lot of people. Um, but what, what is it like? Um, I mean, I, I know you're, you're in Valencia, uh, you're based there, but what is it, what is it like working in, working in Virial, which, which is really a small town, as you said? Yes, yeah, it's, it's tiny. Obviously, compared to Valencia, it's really, really small. So, um, I think obviously it's having that club there, having the big Villarreal club, the football in, in that small town, really does help. Obviously, it's such a small community, but everyone does root towards this club, and it is it has developed the town as such. So, it is brilliant for them. But um, comparison, obviously, towards Valencia, Valencia is such a big city. There's so much going on. It's so busy. It it really is different. So, so traveling between the two, the town and the city is a massive difference between them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do, do you get a chance to watch many of the um of the Villarreal matches i'm thinking of of you know at, at any level other than other than what you're what you're coaching yes yeah i actually i do have a season ticket for the first team so so far since i've been here i've gone to all of their home games which i'm absolutely loving it's a brilliant experience also to make take advantage of that season ticket working within the club it's been fantastic so I have gone to see their all their home matches so far. I'd like to see some of their away games too, but I haven't got rounds that yet. Right. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's. I know when my wife and I went there, it was really. I mean, we were there when the weather was horrible, so it was we didn't get to do as much around town as we wanted. But the the atmosphere in the stadium was just really. It's just I really enjoyed it. It was like a. It, I guess like um, it's not the big. Well, what I want to say, it's it's not like American football and the eighty thousand um, people, you know, all standing to be told to yell at the same time. It's 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 a it's a much different feeling, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. It's much more of a community feeling. It's quite a warm atmosphere as well. Because obviously, most people in the town of Villarreal and surrounding areas, they do obviously support this club. So it's really nice. Like an hour or so, a couple of hours before the game, you see everyone in the streets walking towards the stadium. Um, it really is a nice feeling as you arrive in Villarreal on the match days to see everyone getting together and and then socialising before the game and obviously the atmosphere outside the stadium as well. It's brilliant before the game and you get inside. Obviously everyone takes their seats. Everyone normally everyone has the same seats. Obviously everyone has their season ticket. It's the same with me. When I go there, I'm, I'm meeting the same people that I'm sat with because everyone's got their season tickets, got their, their seat for the season. So it's brilliant. Um, I see everyone's sat together and socialising, enjoying the game. It really is a really nice feeling, both inside and outside the stage and before the game. It's lovely. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's it's much more, I guess the closest analogy I had to that was was my high school, which was which was like that because we were in a, a small town and um, – we, you know, you bought season tickets and it was the same people every year. And yeah, got used to there. I'm sure that, I'm sure that like, I, re, I still remember the people around me and some of the, some of the, the ways that they acted. And I'm sure you have a few characters around you as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You get, yeah. There's a few, obviously, um, 
those ones that chant along to the game and he gets a few comments during the game. It's quite interesting to see and hear that um, nothing malicious against any anyone at all. It's it's just a really nice nice atmosphere inside. It's it's quite funny. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, so your your university is um, your your year ends in when the summer is coming summer. Or? So um, my placement year, which I'm currently on, that will end in May. In May. So, yep. Yeah. So following that, I'll be going. I'll actually be going back to the United States this summer to coach. So obviously, once my placement is over, I'll be returning back to what I've been doing in, in America. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you'll be in Chicago and and San Francisco again. Yep. Just or just based in Chicago. Yeah, I'll be both back out there doing summer camps again for the oh. summer. Before then, I'll be going back to university for my final year once the summer is over. Okay, and your university is in it's in the UK. Yes, University of Chester in England. Yeah, it's um, oh. Oh. it's not my hometown. My hometown's Leicester, but it's couple, not too far, a couple of hours away from home. So ah, okay. So did you were you like Tom Hanks, and did you have any money on Leicester to win the league that year? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, you not know. No. <laughs> Maybe start thinking about it this season because you never know what could happen. <laughs> right. Well, they're doing very well this year as well. It's so, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, boy, what, what, what things have I not asked you that what that you think would be really good for people to know about about working in Virial and 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 visiting Virial? Um. I think obviously other than the fact that obviously you've got the club there, there's obviously a lot to do, not, not so much to do in Villarreal, but you've got the club there, which is really nice to see. Then also you've got the surrounding areas and the, and the cities around it as well. So you've got Valencia, obviously not too far. Um, mm-hmm. Really easy connections as well. The connections between the two places are absolutely fantastic. The trains, they're not so quick, but they're cheap and it's obviously efficient as well. So that's brilliant. Um, and obviously live, with living in Valencia, I've seen that so much. There's always something to do. It's fantastic. If there's any, if you've ever got any free time, I always go to find something to do. Um, such a lively atmosphere, both for students and for families. It's it's amazing around here. So mm-hmm. no, you never find you never lack lack things to do. It's a very busy area around here. Right, and and you've got fires coming up in a few months, and then it'll really be busy. <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be a busy month in March, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, I anybody who has not gone to Valencia during Fias should should do it. It's it's quite something. Um, I expect there was a bit of a mini party after the Valencia win in the Champions League this week too. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> obviously, unfortunately, it wasn't a home game, but that game obviously for Valencia and for the city itself was fantastic. So. See yeah. that progressive through to the next round. I'll be definitely looking forward to seeing those games. Yes, I think for the club. Yeah, I think it's. I think most of us here who follow Villarreal from far away don't. We we sort of are happy when Valencia does well as long as it's not against us. I don't think we have <laughs> the we have the sort of you know hated rival thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I don't, I don't see there's too much. Obviously, it's quite a big rivalry between the teams, but there's not so much hate. I mean, I went to the derby, the regional derby, a few weeks ago, and it was it was a lovely atmosphere in the stadium. That I didn't see anything that against it. Obviously, it's such a big game between the two, between the town and the city. So, right, um, it was a big deal, but 
No, I don't think I said anything too bad against Chelsea. It was unfortunate the result for Villarreal, but um, yeah, yeah, it, it, the the result wasn't what we wanted for sure. But um, no, no, they definitely could have got like, at least a draw out of that, if not a win. But unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be. But yeah. they took their chances, and unfortunately, we didn't. Yeah, and that's kind of that's uh, that's the thing is you have to be able to to take your chances when you when you get them and and uh, it's been a problem for us of late. Hopefully that'll turn around. Yeah, definitely. We seem to be in a bit of a bad phase at the moment. I mean, um, this weekend's game against Atletico, I thought it was fantastic for the club. I mean, uh, to keep a nil nil draw against them was after their last few games. It was obviously a bit of an improvement for them. So. Again, they could have got a win out of that. Unfortunately, they didn't take their chances again. But again, again a draw is better than a loss. So hopefully yep. things will be up now, definitely. Yeah. Well, tough match this weekend, though, against Sevilla. That's going to be that's going to be a difficult oh, yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Obviously, Sevilla, eight games unbeaten now. So um, Villarreal definitely have to get their game for that one and get really focused on it. So. Yeah. But again, after, 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 after Atletico's draw, I don't think there's a reason why we couldn't get a, another draw, if not a win out of it. But we'll see. We'll have to see. It'll definitely be tough for the club. Yep, yep. So, are the, so since you get to see the first team, um, you've seen seen them play the home games anyway. Are there particular players? Do you have, do you have a favorite player? Are there particular players that you that you say, oh, I, I, that, that's a that's somebody I really like. Yes. Yeah. I am. I'm quite fond of Vicente Abora, um, mainly for his roots with Sevilla and Leicester. I have connections with both of those clubs. So sure. okay. he's actually playing now in Villarreal where I'm working. It is quite something for me. I've followed him for a few years now between Sevilla, from starting from Sevilla and moving over to Leicester. And then for him to come to here while I'm working here, I think it's, yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, he's... he's obviously been such a key member for the team as well this season. He's obviously played a lot of minutes and, and he's been very strong, obviously, in, in that midfield. So... Right. And he's played a very big key part for the team so far. It's great to see. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I, um, always remember watching the game we saw, which was against Sevilla. I can't remember if Ibora was there then or not. Might have. Um, you know, the thing that, that impressed me was just, you know, when you watch the game on TV, you don't see the, you, you don't really see it. I mean, it's, it's so much different being there in person and, uh, we yeah, were, definitely, yeah. yeah. You feel like you feel like you're part of the match. You're within the atmosphere, within that area and so close to the players. It really is it's so different watching on TV and, and being within that stadium, definitely. Yeah, because, um, for people that haven't been to the Ceramica, it's, you know, unless you're, um, in the away, um, area that that isn't used that much. Mm-hmm. The, the stadium is quite is quite tight. I mean, you're really um, even if you're up fairly high, you're still very close to the action. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lovely stadium. I think obviously the fan, like you said, the fans are all so close to each other, and and you've got the fan zone as well in the corner, and, mm-hmm. and the seats and the seats are so so close to them. It's like you can feel literally feel their atmosphere of, of that fan zone. So it's yeah. lovely. Yeah. Definitely, I agree with that. Yeah, so it's a lot different than than uh, some of the some of the bigger stadiums, where especially the ones with running tracks, which I always hate watching matches from there. Um, oh, no, I agree with that one. Yes, yeah, you you're not as close to the, um, to the to the game, and you don't obviously feel it as much. It's a bit unfortunate for the fans within those stadiums. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, do you get the chance to watch many other La Liga games apart from Villarreal's or? 
Yeah, I've been to um, I've been to a few Valencia games. I don't live too far from the uh, Mestalla, so I've had the opportunity to go and see Valencia play a few times, both in the Liga and in Champions League. So, um, been following those obviously quite a lot, and then Levante as well. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was unfortunate enough to see the Levante Barcelona game. Um, quite fond of Barcelona too, so to see them lose that game, it was tough, but. Um, I think any, any any La Liga games are brilliant for me. I love the atmosphere in La Liga, and it's just so so different to the Premier League. So it's really yes. nice to have the opportunity while I'm here to see them all. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's right. Well, hopefully you'll get to, you'll get to go to some more um, away matches um, over the course of the season and and uh, and see what it's like. I there's there are a number of uh, interesting stadiums. I think that would. To, in La Liga, and, and as you said, the atmosphere is just a lot different than than um, uh, in England or or you know things over here. It's it's a much it's a much much different atmosphere, and uh, of course, one thing is that you know you don't have apart from the Barca and Madrid for some of the really big games. I mean, you can usually get tickets. It's not it's just knowing when the games yeah. are going to happen. Yeah, tickets are so easy to get out here, obviously, as well. You can, you can go up to the ticket office a couple of hours or even an hour before the game, and it's, they're quite easy to get hold of. It's not an issue at all out here. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks very much for talking with me this morning. I'm gonna, I, I need to uh, bid you adieu um, and get busy with my daytime things, but I really appreciate the chance to talk to you. I know um, Joseph um, said he, he thought you were – he, he I, should find it, but he he said having met you, he thought you're you're really focused. He said if there's somebody who's going to be a success as a coach, it's going to be you. So, oh great, thank you very much, Alan. It's been great speaking to you. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much, Vicky. Thank you. Thank you.